So, John. Mm-hmm. You don't have to answer this if you don't want okay. to. Do you have any stories about um, any any um, medical or weird anatomy stories? <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel that we are fishing for a story about <laughs> my pilonidal cystectomy. Uh, so a pilonidal cyst is a cyst that forms at the base of your tailbone. And, uh, so you may have a bit of a tail and, uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, I can say that, um, I think it was the late nineties. You guys know when the prequels came out, the star Wars prequels, something like Roughly, it was late nineties, yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that I was going to go with my buddy who's a huge star wars fan um to go see one of the prequels and this pilonidal cyst that i just i lived my whole life without knowing about uh got inflamed and so what happens is you have this little tail that's whatever let's say the size of a quarter or something like that and it turns into something the size of like a baseball and then but you don't have enough skin or tissue around there to really accommodate that so it's incredibly painful and then you use your obviously your tailbone for sitting so it was it was unbearably painful and i had no idea what it was um anyway so uh so the the i I distinctly remember it kind of flaring up that night incidentally at perkins i think afterwards uh but then at uh star wars um the whatever it was phantom menace i don't know what it is whatever the what the prequels was whatever came out like 98 or something like that and i was in incredible pain so i ended up kind of walking around the theater it was it was really unbearable and then i do remember shouting about it very loudly at perkins because i was a whatever i was a 17 year old idiot um or 18 anyway um so what the deal is is then you can get them removed and there are two ways to remove them and this is a genuine mystery to me you can get it removed when it's like that which then is this major surgery, or you can pop it, let it drain, and get it removed when it's quarter-sized. And some people, I think, actually do just get it removed, when it, which seems strange to me. Anyway, had this pilonidal cystectomy. That's where they kind of remove your tail. Um, but when they do it, they just leave it open. I don't know why that is, but there's some reason that that's, that, that wound needs to heal that way. So I had, instead of my tail, I had, I, I, I believe the phrase you're looking for is my tail hole. Uh, and <laughs> then um, my now wife at the time girlfriend would pack my tail hole uh, full of gauze because uh, you couldn't because uh, that's just the way you do that anyway so mm-hmm. I I, um, I had mentioned this one time to Michael and um, I think that for whatever reason he wanted me to mention that again <laughs> wait so is it basically now sort of a makeshift belly button on your back um it's, so no, I mean it's definitely it's 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 much more butt than back. Okay. So I mean it's yep yep, but yep. it's uh, so um, no, it's this kind of weird disfigured scar. It's like uh, like a bad weld basically. It's like this weird deformed scar tissue. Mm-hmm. It's maybe three inches long and maybe about a three quarters of an inch wide or something like that of just just weird scar tissue on the back there. Yeah. So part of the reason this is so fascinating to me, and this is going to be way more insight into what I was like as a child than you're going to need to know, is I overheard on like, like my parents were cooking dinner and they left the TV on. It was some weird magazine show or something. 
and they were talking about people with tails. Sure, sure. And I, I kid you not, I was like six, and I went and I was looking at pictures of exactly what you just described, and I was fascinated. And like, I, I tr- genuinely tried to tell people my entire life that there were people out there who had tails. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I met you. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> finally. <laughs> I found one. <laughs> That's very funny. And I, I like that the at the beginning of that story, you used the long medical term for it. And by the end, you were calling it your tail. <laughs> Tail hole. <laughs> Tail hole. That's 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 true. Yeah. I do want to ask how you lived. You said you didn't know it was there. Mm-hmm. So I think, so I call it a tail and tail hole because those are funny terms. Yeah. yeah. Um, what can happen is there, this is a, the, it's a pilonidal cyst and my brother actually had one as well. His also got inflamed, and he, he also had to have his removed. So that is kind of a fluke. But uh, I, I don't know what percentage of people get them, but it is a thing that happens. And then I think the cyst itself, just like any other cyst, I think can vary in size. So I think there's two things going on there. One is it may just not have been uh, protuberance for mm. all of that time. And then the second thing is how little time I spend looking at my own butt. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And I I guess I can understand the variance in size thing because the, but the, the people on this, whatever it was inside edition, they looked like humans with French bulldog tails. And I was like, and yes, I'm sorry to disappoint. That is not what I had. So, but I think we can keep that in our minds. Yeah. I will always picture you with a French bulldog (laughs) tail, John. That is, (laughs) but that is unfortunately not what this was. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I can top that. I was trying to think of, and we certainly don't need to leave this in here, I was trying to think of other stories, and I'm sad to say that most of my stories involve um, someone that I think I would be mostly making fun of. Uh, I was thinking about that too. Most of my stories involve some very strange person that I know. (laughs) Uh, so one of my buddies, Nate, actually the guy, the, the guy that I was trying to prank in the bathroom, uh, he has uh, what he calls my made-up Oshkosh people because I've known some really weird people, and so and they are very funny stories. But obviously they're kind of offensive to the people. Uh, but it is to the point where Nate just doesn't believe. He's like, "There's no way you've met this many bonkers people in your life." Like, no, it's just, these are all true stories. Uh, so anyway, so I keep coming back to kind of my normal quiver of stories involve mm. usually some completely insane person that I was friends with or knew from Perkins or whatever. Mm. So, and it probably wouldn't be appropriate. So yeah, that's, yeah. I, I have quite a few of those myself. I was trying to weed through. Yeah. If I could. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it is, it is funny. I mean, I think that, uh, I do tell a lot of stories. I like storytelling. I think it's fun and I just, nothing's, nothing's coming to me. So, uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know that I have uh, anything else there. How about you, Muffy? You got any stories? I have to think and, like, process those. I remember the first time you told me the running into the pole story and the 
knocking off the dresser story. It was when we were both working in a warehouse that used a lot of boxes. And every day you would cut yourself on the boxes. <laughs> and I said, I turned around to you and said, are you clumsy or are you accident prone? And you're like, I'm not clumsy and I'm not accident prone. And then you proceeded to tell me a story about how you ran into a pole and knocked a dresser handle off with your head. And I was like, this isn't convincing me of either of those things. <laughs> I'm not clumsy. Maybe I'm accident prone. <laughs> there was another time. You have something to say? I know. I was going to ask if there were any quick topics so we could do a twofer. Were there any quick topics mm. uh, that were actually theology related so that this wasn't entirely... Well, th this one might be sort of theology. Okay. No, not even at all. But, <laughs> um, so we were at a nice rink, you know, skating. And my family and uh, a group of other people... Um, from our school and uh we decided to play sharks and minnows on ice skates and i as a middle child was of course appointed as uh shark for why don't you tell the people at home what the sharks and minnows is um sharks and minnows is basically tag and the shark is it and you have to tag as many people from one line to another like in between that those and every time they you they try to cross and whenever you take them they become a shark with you and so they become a tagger with you and then the last person standing wins so if anyone at home has any idea what this game is by that explanation <laughs> congratulations <laughs> Do you actually not know what it is? Oh, I have no idea. Where did the lines come from? Okay, so you have two like baselines. Let's say, let's just say an end zone or something. Oh, okay. okay. Let's just say there's a Got line. Yeah. There's one, two lines. Yep. One at one end, one on the other. Got it. You start on one. The shark says go. Yep. And then you try to run and dodge them and stay Got within it. the boundaries. Totally got it. And without getting tagged. Got yep. it. Sorry. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and then uh. So we were ice skating. I was, I think it might have just honestly been. Well, that would be hard on ice skates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got it. Usually played in a swimming pool. Oh. Um, oh. Sharks and minnows. Got it. Mm. Okay. And so I think it might have just been me and my younger brother playing, honestly. I was just like, yo, let's let's play mm -hmm. sharks and minnows. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we going to do as teenagers or yep. tweens or whatever? Um. So I was it trying to tag him, and we're trying to dodge each other on skates, <laughs> and we're not like advanced skaters by any mm -hmm. means. So then I stretched too far. I like leaned over too far to try to tag him. Spun, feet went in the air, chin went down first onto the ice. <laughs> it was just like, ow! Yeah, that hurt a lot. I tap my chin, bleeding a little bit, whatever. Keep skating. And then uh lady was looking at me. And, I, and, like, then I realized that a lot of people are looking at me. I'm like, why is everybody looking at me? And then somebody comes up to me, and they're, like, taking me off the ice to, like, check this out. It's like, what? 
then then uh uh my this is as so i think my dad was there with me and a couple of my brothers and my mom was just getting there mm. so my mom didn't get to ice skate because then somebody was looking at me and they're like yeah you're gonna need stitches mm. so then <laughs> mom's walking in and it's like oh all right, going to take you in, I guess. <laughs> Another trip. Um, and, yeah, so I got, I don't remember how many stitches. It's just a few in my chin. So. And you have two brothers? Three. Three brothers. Mm-hmm. Does your mom call all four of you muffler? Or just, how does that work? Nobody calls us muffler in our family. Within our okay, family. that yeah. makes sense, because guys all have the same last name. Yeah, that one. Because then we could assume that it's my dad. Oh, sure. Or... Just any of us. Yeah. <laughs> so I was down visiting them mm-hmm. last week and I had to physically restrain myself because they opened the garage door and I kid you not, front and center in the garage on top of a pile of everything else was a muffler. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. these people are named muffler and there's a car muffler right right there <laughs> just sitting there <laughs> that's funny so yeah i was when i was there i was calling you muffler and i realized like this sure. is weird yeah. everyone at this table is a muffler that's weird. this is strange <laughs> it's really exhausting for you it sounds like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, I do feel like every time I see a a automotive shop that says like like there's one yeah uh, Valley Break and Muffler uh-huh. I was like oh, oh, I'm gonna take a picture of this random automotive shop just to send it to you or we were in like Fleet Farm the other day and there's an aisle that just like says Muffler on it and so he took a picture of, of me below it. Uh-huh. So there's this other story. That's fantastic. That's <laughs> where my younger brother and I were biking around the block before dinner. Our mom calls us out, calls out the door. It's time for dinner, and so we're like, one more lap. Let's do one quick. And or we did one, and then he wanted to do one more, and I was like, I'm done. Like I, I'm gonna go in and get ready. So. He goes on his own. And then, so these bikes, you know, back in the day, they have metal pedals. They're not just those plastic. Um, so they can take some skin off. And he was probably just, you know, showing off like a, a youngster. And his foot must have slipped. And he, he caught his, like, Achilles, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. And tore it open. Ooh. And uh, he was screaming, and our neighbor fireman carried him to our house. And he saw his own bones, so then he was starting to go into Ooh. shock. And then, yeah, he had, <laughs> then then he had to, he had to get, like, 
three or four stitches on the inside and then oh, wow. 20-some on the outside. Oh, holy smokes, yeah. And uh, so that's that's another accident uh, story. Jeez. <laughs> Cheers to Andrew. <laughs> I feel like you and your siblings did much more, like, Fun? I was going to say violent mm-hmm stupid things (laughs) like me and my siblings the stupid things we did was we tried to see how many of us we could fit in the dryer at the same time (laughs) which was fun and then 10 years later when my mom found out it was less fun (laughs) we're all trying to climb in the dryer at the same time um uh, um, i'm trying to steer away from because now i'm thinking of stories about Injuring myself. Sure. And I'm trying to think of other stories. Um, uh, um. We have a home video where my two older brothers and I are like walking around the house naked. And one of my brothers shoves me into the wall and I start whining about it. (laughs) Great story. told you the story about my my wife and uh, my bachelorette bachelor bachelorette party that we had did we talk about that this sounds familiar but i don't remember the story so this is kind of a, a absurd series of events but this truly happened i i think i'm sure there's been some embellishment over the years but the 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 big blocks for sure actually happened so we decided to have a combined bachelor bachelorette party. There's a group of, like we were talking about uh, earlier, there's a group of like five or so of us that would get together every weekend and we would watch movies or whatever. We'd play cards, actually. We were big cribbage players. Um, and that group, we decided, because we were all friends, we decided we'd have a bachelor and bachelorette party the week before we got married. Or maybe, I think it was the week before we got married, that Saturday. And at the time, we were all, um, we were all, uh, I don't know, I think I was in the mid-20s or Rachel was in her early 20s. Um, and so we decided to go out to a bar and we jokingly said, well, let's not go to what was at the time, I believe it was called the 626 club. We said, let's not go to the 626 club because we don't want there to be any stabbings, uh, because the 626 club had had a stabbing. <laughs> so we go to, I'm going to forget what the name of it is now, but it was some something beach club or something like that. I can't remember what it was. I'm sorry for all the Oshkosh townies uh, who just are <laughs> distraught that I've forgotten the name of this dumb bar. But anyway, so you go to that bar and we have a fine time. It's fine, whatever. We're all, you know, low key, you know, whatever. Um, and then as we're leaving, um, a guy got stabbed. <laughs> and so it was the first time I'd ever seen a stabbing in real life. So, I mean, it's a hole in the guy's stomach and blood is just shooting out of it. I mean, it's horrifying. And then <laughs> the girlfriend of the guy who did the stabbing was like, they're just playing. They're just nothing. Is, just, they're just playing. She kept saying they're just playing. I was like, that is, that is not accurate. That is, that is not a true assessment of what's going on. So then, and this is the part that I swear did happen, but I think I may have added some. So I will tell you the way I remember it. There's a chance I might be adding a person or two in here. But um, this is the sequence as I remember it. First thing that came, someone came up and said, I'm an EMT. He needs to lay down. 
I don't know if that's true or not. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. This this was the advice. So he needs to lay down. So the guy was going in shock. I mean, this was just watching it. I was kind of in shock because I had never seen anything like that before. It was terrifying. And then the next guy comes up, and I believe he said, "I'm an army EMT." He needs to lay down. This would be maybe the one I add, but I'm pretty sure this is real. Then a guy came up, I'm a Marine EMT. He definitely needs to lay down. And then it finally ended. That's the only one that I think I might have added it. And then finally, there was someone that said, well, I'm a nurse. He needs to lay down. It was just very funny. It was this chain of people, <laughs> kind of leapfrogging credentials, all saying the same thing, which is that he needed to lay down. So anyway, so he laid down. And then I am, at this point, I'm think, I'm in my whatever. I'm in my I'm going to make a difference phase. So I'm like, well, we need to stick around to tell the police what happened. So I, I will acknowledge this was I was uh, I was slightly intoxicated at the time. I was you know it was everything was legal and above board. Um, and my friend pointed out that I don't think the cops want 20 idiots telling them what happened when it's pretty obvious what happened. The guy running down the street with a knife probably just stabbed this guy who's bleeding out of his stomach. So, okay, fair enough. So we kind of, I had a, yes, I understood where he was going with that. I was like, oh, good point. Okay. So it was a good thing we didn't. So anyway, so that was, that was funny, right? So we said, oh, we don't want to see a stabbing out of nowhere. I mean, that wasn't like something we joked about all the time. And then there was an actual stabbing. Never seen that before. The they just play in thing. That was funny. And then the succession of credential dropping. That was all very funny. And then we go home. That guy that did the stabbing um, ended up being in like a 10-hour standoff with the cops uh, down on CP Street. Uh, and then he finally gave himself up. It was just like the weirdest <laughs> series of events. Anyway, so that was our bachelor bachelor party. That was a pretty good story. <laughs> what, a, what a memory. <laughs> <laughs> It was a beautiful time. <laughs> I mean, I the only story I have about stabbings sure. in that general sure. region sure. is yep. when I was in high school, yep. I had some friends who would they would always go do, you know, whatever questionable things yep. as you everyone yep. knows yep. in high school. And these one guy I knew, he was a kind of a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. He was just walking down Main Street. And this guy pulls a knife on him. Oh, crazy! And like holds it, holds it to his throat, and says, "Give me your wallet." So, and I should, I should point out here for for listeners at home. Sorry, that's a line <laughs> from a podcast that I think is very funny. So that's why I keep saying that. Uh, stranger, stranger, violent crime in Oshkosh has got to be like one a year. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> yep. it does not happen. It is yep. very, very rare. Sorry, sorry no. Nope. Typical crime here is vandalism at worst. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like so, but the, the, this kind of epitomizes that. Yeah, the guy pulls the knife, says, "Give me your wallet." This guy, who's like he's sixteen at best, mm-hmm. turns around, and looks at him, and says, "Really?" <laughs> and the guy, and they stare at each other for like ten seconds. The guy goes. Never mind. Puts the knife away and then just keeps walking. <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, he's not actually going to stab that's you. It's, good. Uh, and yeah. called my bluff. And then, so <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's good. Do you have any stabbing stories or near stabbing stories? When he's from by Milwaukee, he's got to. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a coworker. This might be TMI, but I don't know. Um. <laughs> I had a coworker back at home, and he was telling me how he had a coworker at his previous job who, like, was in prison mm-hmm. because he stabbed somebody. Sure. <laughs> and he said this guy, in great detail, 
describe and his shifts are like 14 hours it, this co-worker of his that stabbed somebody mm-hmm. described in great te- detail of how it felt to stab somebody that's weird which is pretty weird yeah, yeah. But, like, the main part that he remembered and he told me was that he said it felt like an... Where it's like... It goes oh, through. Oh, that's the horrible. <laughs> it's terrible. I might edit that out. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> uh, try, try to keep it rated G. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so for those at home, uh, post-edit, uh, Muffler just described the most disgusting thing I think I've ever heard. So. Very graphic. We're yeah. not, not going to subject you to that. 